0: Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelly Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast, Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where, if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelly Shearer here, and welcome to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. I have not even had the wherewithal to have even wanted to podcast the last three days. Do you know, we had a wonderful long weekend. Uh, By the way, to all my Canadian US listeners, happy Canada Day, happy 4th of July. It's past now, but I've just heard from so many of my friends and colleagues from around both countries that it it really was very special this year. Really not sure what that energy was all about, but it really was. And if I have not... Uh, said welcome to my Japanese listeners. I apologize. You are a very large demographic of my listeners right now and not sure how you found me but it is appreciated and I'm glad you're here for the journey. So thank you very much for joining joining us or joining me. I just got off a call actually with my coach and uh, my coach is a lot like me in a lot of ways actually which is, is, is a good thing. Because he's also very aware, so one, he understands, and two, he can get my, get right in my face about my flaws and, and the things that are kind of going on in my life. But we addressed something that was actually causing me not want to podcast, and that is about mindset. I was having a, a very limiting belief of feeling very trapped and feeling stuck, like I didn't have choices. And and let me put this into perspective for you. You might feel that way, say for instance, in a marriage or in your family or in your business. Perhaps you have a business partner or you have a staff member that isn't working out or you you feel that you're stuck in a marriage that you don't want to be in or that the relationship with your parents, or your siblings is never gonna change or that you're struggling with a teenager. Okay. There are a million things that can create a situation where you are feeling trapped and don't have choice. But one of the things Adam pointed out to me, he says, Shelly, that's not reality. The the issue that I was feeling trapped about, that's not reality. It's a mindset. And he's absolutely right. And it's not even that I wasn't even recognizing that, but I was still circling the drain with it. You know, you're in, you're uh, getting ready and you're in your bathroom and I'm drying my hair or, you know, putting my makeup on. And it's just like, I can't do this anymore. And it was funny because those are the exact words that were leaving my mouth and were in my brain. And he used them. He says, when you say, I can't do this anymore, what you really should be thinking or saying is what's next. That is such incredible words of wisdom, actually, because we do get stuck into sometimes that spiral. So when we're spiraling like that, that as well is a choice, we have chosen that mindset. We have chosen actually in a lot of ways, going back to uh, the book I was talking about the other day, but from Eckhart Tolle, the living, uh, living in the now or being in the now. Sorry, Sidney, Adam made a, I, I, hopefully I'll repeat this correctly. He made a comment about how so many people um, are living in the future with making decisions from the past. How did he say that? You know, I can't exactly remember how, quite how he said that, but it's so very true. We're never actually in the now saying, even though you are in the now, every moment of every day of your life, you're in the now, but subconsciously or or psychologically, you we, we are, I will not place this out. I will own this. We are always planning ahead based on things that have already happened. Now, you want to learn from your mistakes. You want to have plans. That is all fine. But how we get onto that hamster wheel and we start getting stuck in that loop is limiting beliefs and our verbiage in our head. Now, one of the things that I tend to do a a lot and uh, drives my husband a little crazy and it's really hard for him. My husband is a true extrovert. He is a person that goes out into public to recharge, to be around people where I've always been like this borderline or cross between an extrovert and an introvert. And actually my coach and I were talking about this today. And I know I've gone on a little segue here for a second. I'll come uh, come back to the mindset. In the fact that I need to be alone to recharge. People uh, absorb my energy and I put energy out there when I'm with you. And then I need to go off and completely by myself recharge. And I tend to read a lot. And sometimes it's just trash. Um, but that was something, so that's where I was coming to. That was the other point he made. That as well sometimes needs to change. And I know that the secret and living in the now and the Jim Rohn book. And, you know, there's so many brilliant self-help books, Goddesses Never Age. That's a brilliant book for women, by the way. You should, Goddesses Never Age. It's just, it's just lovely. Um, Sitting beside my bedside, but I'll read another romance or I'll grab a vampire book or whatever I'm reading at the time. Nonsense, complete nonsense to escape. Because in some days, it's the only way that my brain just shuts down. Now, one of the things that, you know, came out of this was that's not necessarily a bad thing especially for personalities like myself, where I do need to recharge and I do need to shut my mind off, but also practicing the, um, the mental, uh, exercise of, you know, just telling my brain and my ego that they need to be quiet now. You know, I appreciate them, but I need you to turn off right now because I need quiet and I need contemplation time. And sometimes your you know, contemplation requires your brain, but in your intellect, but lots of times it doesn't. It really, that part of you, your intellect, your ego, those parts of you often just need to be quiet so your spirit can just feel and then you can heal or emotionally analyze a situation and feel the situation versus always thinking about it. So this is where I was kind of circling the drain and you guys, it's not like it's the first time you've heard me say this. I, I struggle at times and this is why I podcast to share these struggles with you so that you can relate them to your own life and perhaps walk away with something to think about. Excuse me. <clears throat> so I want to repeat that. The, when you get to the point where you are saying in your work, in your marriage, with your children, with your family, I can't do this anymore. You need to consciously first off be aware the thinking that way is a choice. You are choosing to have that thought and you are letting it run rampant right on that gerbil wheel inside your head over and over and over again. It's a little bit like, um, and it's too bad we haven't spoken. I haven't podcasted on this yet on the chaos cycle. Uh, my, uh, one of my coaches, Monique Ledatt, she uh, or McDonald, sorry, I always call her, her other name. She is, she teaches it brilliantly because North Americans, we tend to live between crash and chaos all the time. Action, 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 crash. Action, 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 crash. There is a time for planning, for recovery, and North Americans do not seem to have that part of life down pat. It is a very European way. It's a very big way in many cultures. Siestas, rest. As a fibromyalgia patient, I have got to literally plan rest every day, every day that is literally has to be part of my schedule, especially if I've seen a lot of clients and there's people taking my energy and using my energy, then I've definitely got to recharge before I head off to the next thing. Well, that never used to be something I was conscious about. Now I literally have to consciously be aware of it and sometimes plan for it. And thirdly, put it right in my freaking day timer. It has to go into the schedule (laughs) Otherwise, we're back on that gerbil wheel and away we go. So it's a choice. That's great. You say, okay, but I can't help feeling this way. Do you know what? It's not about the feelings. I want you to go through the feelings. You may feel disrespected. You may feel ripped off. You may feel angry. You may feel taken advantage of. You may feel unappreciated. Any million emotions could be going on that are feeding this final thought pattern of, I can't do this or take this anymore, but... Most of the time, it's because we've allowed ourselves to drain, circle the drain, instead of saying, okay, this is how I'm feeling now. I'm in the now. What's next? Am I going to be in a pity party for the next 48 hours? Am I going to quit my job, leave my marriage, give my kids to someone else? <laughs> Let me tell you, with teenagers, there are many days that thought cross, does cross parents' minds, but we can't, we are, we have to keep them. We birth them. We have to keep them. Um, but it's a matter of recognizing and then changing that thought pattern a little bit. Now, just a bit of a segue here, because I am a woman that has come from abuse in my life and I do not in any way wants to dismiss or minimize someone that could be in a bad or dangerous situation. When you get to the point of, I can't take this anymore versus I can't do this anymore. Sometimes those are two very different things, then Your what's next needs to be action to remove yourself from that situation. Okay. That is your what's next. But for most of us in a regular marriage, like when my husband and I are having a disagreement and I'm not feeling appreciated and he's feeling I'm picking on him again and criticizing him all the time because that happens quite often. He complains about that. So obviously it's something in my personality. I don't mean to, but apparently I do. And I find him too sensitive and too emotionally charged at times, it's, oh, okay, well, um, what's next isn't, I'm leaving this marriage, it's what's next is, how do we change that behavior? How do we overcome this emotion? How do we raise our frequency? Just FYI, I was talking to a, a friend the other day, and she's had a terrible tragedy in her life, her stepson committed suicide, and it has ended her relationship, and now she's looking for another home. and. It is, it has just been devastating, but she's having moments now where she's angry. And I said to her, I says, honey, that's actually a good thing because that vibration, anger is a much higher vibration than a lot of the lower depressive feeling sorry for yourself, victim mentalities, or even just grief. That's lower on the vibrational scale. Anger is not a negative emotion. A lot of the time we just have a North American, again, I think it's a North American or human nature thing where we think anger is bad. Anger is not bad. And there's lots of times where you should be angry about injustice. You should be angry about abuse. You should be angry about your politicians spending your money, you know, without your say and, and wasting it. There are things you should be angry about. And there are times in your own life that you need to be angry to raise your vibration so you can get to the next level and keep growing and keep, you know, moving forward. So just be aware of that. It's not a bad, emotions are not a bad thing. It is how we react to them and how we control ourselves. And I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't controlling myself on Monday when my, my husband and I just had a little bit of a fight and I wasn't controlling my mouth at all, at all. I was, I was exhausted after throwing a huge party for our family and things that went on. Like that. Remember I remember I, if you listen to the podcast kind on of communication where my poor little neighborhood kid tore out all my ground cover and I was dealing with, you know, yard work and things that we should have hired someone to do. Just so many little weird things, complaining about a hundred dollars here or there. Those things are not big picture. They are not, they are not changing the world, but we get hung up on them. I get hung up on them. So, yeah. Really didn't have much of a filter when uh, the fight was on and it was just like, well, you know what? That's not having control over yourself because the only person you can control in this world is yourself. You can't control your partner, your children, your politicians, your neighbors. There is no one else on this planet that you have utmost control over except yourself. So that's kind of something we all kind of need to be working towards. So uh, I had a segue and I need to get back onto our topic of Mindset, topic of mindset. And again, like I say, it's choice. So again, let's go back to the reading. Yes, there's times I need to escape. I need to shut my brain off. But what my coach was saying, Shelly, you also have a choice at night. I know, I know for a fact that I sleep better when one, I read a paper book, not electronics. And folks, I'm gonna get on my soapbox again about this because I have been sleeping pathetically for about a week and I've been reading on my e-reader or my iPad again late at night. Oh my gosh, guys, the scientific studies have been done. That blue light, your synapses are firing. Everything's going on in the brain that should not be happening at 10 or 11 or 12 o'clock at night. That should be happening at nine o'clock in the morning. So do yourself a favor. The last thing that should be going into your bedroom when it's time for bed is your electronics. They shouldn't even be in your bedroom. Maybe that's, maybe right there, that's a lifestyle habit change that you need to make that your stuff's on chargers outside of your bedroom. The second you are ready to sleep. I know so many people and hu- wives that are complain to me that the, their husbands are in bed and they're scrolling. My husband is terrible. He sits in a plays gambling stuff and or um, slot machines or whatever. Doesn't matter that that's what he's doing or doesn't matter what he's doing. He's on his device right to the second that he wants to sleep. Well, the brain has had no time to rest. It has no t- has no time to even out the alpha, beta, theta waves that are going on. None of that's going on when you've got a device in your face, okay? It's Just science. Well, I'm sorry, I have to apologize if I sound slightly different. I've had to record this in two segments. As it turned out, as I was making that last little, um, soapbox lecture on devices before bed, my doorbell rang and a client that wasn't supposed to arrive for 15 minutes arrived early. So I had to go deal with them and I've just had to leave the sitting on my desktop, which is kind of a tough one because quite honestly, when I podcast, there's usually something very specific on my mind. And then I, I, I get it out to all of you and it's, it's sort of gone. Uh, in fact, I've, I'm looking into right now to hire someone from Fiverr to transcribe these podcasts so I can create, start getting on the ebook that I have promised you all and, uh, and getting that edited. But those thoughts, you know, once I've cleared them, I felt, well, the universe is, is the del- message has been delivered, now what? However, we have been talking mindset and I can definitely get back on that page because I know with what I was last speaking about, about reading at night. And I probably make this, probably could be my last point here is that what you put into your brain just before bed is a subconscious subliminal message. So if you were, so for instance, I had to give up, I think I mentioned this before, I had to give up watching certain shows on TV, like Criminal Minds and things like that. I could not go to bed. One, I cannot watch TV right till bedtime. I need an hour break. So I've I've made that a, a very strong habit despite, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I had been on my device this past week. Um, but the other thing is as well, those violent images and thoughts and things, they, my, they're in my subconscious and in, are feeding that. And then my brain starts playing around with all that stuff. And I dream and it's like, oh, it's very disturbing. So I, you know, I real, I recognize it about myself and I had to make a, make a, have a change. Well, it's no different with good information. The things that are beside your bed at night, one, right out of the gate should be paper. Okay, paper copies of anything, no electronics. I won't get on that soapbox again. But things like, if you are looking to expand as Jim Rohn, and since I stopped this podcast, I started listening to, uh, re-listening to Jim Rohn in a um, e-book that, uh, on my Audible device, or my Audible app. And you know, he just never gets old. He recorded what I'm listening to a lot of it in the late 80s, early 90s. And it's still the same today. He talks about changing your attitude. Like it's the only only person you can control and change is you. And he talks about mindset and having those types of things that you feed. He says, if you want to be rich, then you need to study wealth. If you want to be healthy, then you need to study health. If you want to be Smart, then you need to study, you know, whatever field interests you. He just talks so it's just so common sense, and it's very true. If there's things that you want in your life and you don't have a library of books that are helping you feed that need, where did you think you were gonna go with that? (laughs) It's just, you know, it's just, it just is what it is. You have got to feed a mind and a soul and a, and your brain. If you don't want to learn anything, then fine, you know, carry on. Um, you'll probably get, as Jim says, you've got rickets of the mind <laughs> from lack of use. But if you, and I truly believe that most of my listeners are these people, or you wouldn't be listening to my podcast, you are hungry for knowledge. You are looking for change. You are looking to be aware. And that can be done so easily with, with books and knowledge. Now, I really love the Audible, um, Audible, right? Yeah, I've got the right app and it's on my devices it's not free it's $12.95 a month and then you get a a point every month that you can purchase a a book and some people can give them back and forth to you and recommend them they're on all your devices and it picks up where you left off because it's you know cloud-based so if i'm on my ipad in the morning and i'm listening to something while i'm getting ready when i stop that and go back to work and then get in my car four hours later my iphone then in turn picks up the bookmark where i stopped and carries on and i listen to it in the car driving is so wonderful for me when i'm listening to audio i'm a huge music lover and you know but the bottom line is you're in a vehicle and you're stuck you uh so here's your mindset about this do you feel stuck in a vehicle or do you feel it's an opportunity so if i'm in a bad place i feel stuck oh i've got to run this errand i've got to go out i'd rather just stay home blah 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 But when you have a purpose and you're wanting to learn something and you know that there's knowledge on that device and you're jumping in your car and if you've got a newer generation car, lucky enough to have a newer generation car like I have that my Bluetooth connects, I get to listen to wisdom and knowledge. So for me, I want to get in my car now and drive somewhere. And I sort of gotten out of that habit. Years ago when I was in a network marketing company, I worked very hard on my mindset. I was with a company called Visalis And I loved the company because I loved the products. It had really nothing to do with anything else. My friends all got involved, but I've always been a health nut. And to this day, five, six years later, I still have clients come to pick up Shake. I am the only one of my crew that's still using the product because it wasn't about the company. It was about the health. I was passionate about the change people, easy change people could make to their health. So these types of mindset changes, I used to collect all the discs, CDs that came inside the success magazine and I kept them in a little box or a little, a little container in my car, on my seat. There was always one in my CD player always. Well, nowadays with these new apps and everything and the Bluetooth, everything I, you know, can these eBooks, I don't have to have CDs in my car anymore. It's quite amazing. I (laughs) really, I just love technology sometimes at my age. Sometimes it's a pain because I, it's not intuitive necessarily for me, but I'm also, enough of a a tech head, and I have a son that is, that I know there's always a way, like there's an answer to that problem. So somewhere out there, I feel nowadays, someone has found a way. Oops, my dog walked in right then and little nails are clicking on the hardwood. I'm like, hey, I'm recording here. But your dog doesn't really understand that (laughs) at all. So I used to just love having those things in my vehicle and knowing that when I got in them, you know, there's always gonna be learning and lessons. And I just had a way better mindset back then. Until just recently, again, I've, I let that habit slip. Now my health, I really have gotten under control over the last few years. But my mental mindset about learning and things like that, I haven't. I've been letting that slide, I'm, I'm too tired. I'm. Well, do you know what? Even if it's just playing in the car and I'm having a really tired day, somewhere in there, my subconscious is picking that up. And I also used to enjoy listening to the same things over and over again. So that I could remember them, and Jim Rohn's really big on writing things down, and I am as well. The science again, back to the science of things. They have done studies now that when you write pen to paper, pencil to paper, you have a retention level that is much higher than when you were typing on a computer or tapping on a device. Because your brain, don't forget, your body's your analog. So anytime you do something tactile, tactile, uh, or you you know it's in, your body's involved, muscle memory, that sort of thing. We're an integrated being and all of our new technology is digital and our bodies actually struggle with that a little bit technology is a wonderful thing don't get me wrong but still be aware of who you are as a person and you know your creation you are an analog being that is positively ionically charged you need to be aware of that and how your subconscious to your conscious mind to your spirit all relate to each other. And you can absorb a lot on the subconscious level more than you actually think you do. You actually retain more, and your subconscious is more in charge of you than you think you are. So that's another whole podcast. <laughs> that's one I will definitely have to get on one of these days. So, your mindset is something that you feed, your knowledge base is something you need to go out and grow. And you have to make that decision. Make that decision of what is next. And make the decision of what am I going to listen to. You know what the old saying? An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Well, do you know what? It's just, it's an old saying. But the point of that is, is that with a piece of fruit and vitamin C, you don't get scurvy and rickets and your immune system is being fed. There are reasons that our bodies need certain things. Well, so does our mind and our spirit. And... Whatever you feed is what's going to be dominant in your life. So if it is important for your mindset to change, repetition, 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 okay? And that is hard when you're creating a new habit. So create one new habit. Listen or read something for 15 minutes every day. No devices if you can avoid it. Bedtime is wonderful because books and things like that, you need to... Uh, allow your subconscious to settle and absorbing knowledge is wonderful. Even when, excuse me, when you're tired at night, that is really a great time for your subconscious to be working. In the In your vehicle, if you're commuting on a SkyTrain, get a pair of earbuds, a headset, and listen. Make that time relaxing but educational. It's a choice. Okay, I've had all I'm going to say on that one. I've got a, a million things running through my head, but... um. I really just wanted to finish off this podcast and get it posted. Mindset. It's a choice, folks, and it's something you need to work on every single day. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.